Hello, everyone, and welcome to Embracing Homemaking. I am your host, Leah Coleman, and we are in a series. This is week two of the series um, titled Making It a Priority. And each week, I am focusing on a different aspect of our lives that need to be made into a priority if they are not already um, in different ways that I do that. And obviously, there are probably multiple ways to do it, although some of them there are just um, biblical truths for making these steps to make things a priority. Last week, I talked about making your relationship with God a priority. And today, I'm going to be talking about making your marriage a priority. Um, if you look in society, even in the Christian circle, non-Christian and Christian circle, um, divorce is just rampant. And it is... It is really a sad thing. Um, it's, you know, it's families that are split apart um, for all different reasons. Um, I mean, a lot in the more media world, more, um, unfortunately, their lives become public figures because they're so famous, you know, all over the board, Hollywood, sports, everywhere. Um, and a lot of them say that they just grew apart and... Um, so I just really want to focus on how can we as wives make our marriage a priority? And there are going to be wives out there, out there that are listening that are like, oh, you don't know my husband. You're right. I don't. Um, maybe your husband has checked out. Maybe your husband um, doesn't believe in God and you do. Um, maybe maybe your husband is wonderful. Um and you just have bumps in the road. Some of them are bumpier than others. And so I just want to talk carefully, but um, broadly and a little bit specifically how we can make our marriage a priority. But first I want to talk about why we need to make our marriage a priority. And as if you are listening and you are a believer in Jesus Christ and a follower of him, that is why you make your marriage a priority because God says to um, he designed marriage between a man and a woman. And I know that that's under attack. Um, and if you just read through the Bible, just how he wants marriage to be, it's a picture of him, um, Jesus Christ and the church, the believers. Um, it's a beautiful picture. And, um, I do remember reading a book over, maybe it's been a couple years, actually, boy, time flies, um, called, born again this way. And it's one of the best books I have read. It was very eye-opening. And one of the things that this former, um, before she was saved, she lived the lesbian lifestyle. Um, and after she accepted Christ as her savior, she still struggled with it. It did not get taken away. Um, the, the draw to her attraction to women but she believed the Bible and she believed that God's truth and his design for marriage must be trusted over what she desired. And that hits home all across the board over everything that we do, right? It should, if we are believers, um, that God's principles and God's design for us in marriage, in how we live moral lives, how we raise our children. We have to trust him 
over our desires that may not follow his principles. And so I just really love that book. Um, and that particular truth that she came to. And um, anyway, I highly recommend the book. This has no, kind of nothing to do with our podcast today, but the book is so good. I can't remember her name. I think it's Rachel. I can't remember the last name. The book is called Born Again This Way. It's a must read. It really is. It's super, it's so good. Um, so anyway, so we have to know that when we are entering into marriage, we are making vows forever. Um, I would guess that most people's vows say for better, for worse, or something along those lines. And we are saying them in front of God and witnesses. And it really, that is it. I mean, there are few exceptions, few exceptions to break those vows. Um, and I think, unfortunately, our world is... We are a throwaway. We are a throwaway world that you know something breaks, we throw it out. Something's hard, we quit. Um, and you know relationships can be difficult. Marriage definitely has its ups and downs, and I know that from personal experience. And it can be so lonely in those times. And maybe you're just your whole marriage has been lonely. Um, but we just have to trust God. We always have to go back to trusting God and asking him for help and seeking wise counsel, um, from other believers. Um, I'm sure there is somebody that has been in your shoes that has made it through that is still married that can help you stay in your marriage, um, and just making it a priority. So that's kind of a heavy, conversation, but it is a needed conversation. Um, how can we make our marriage a priority? First, you just acknowledge that, you know what, I am in this forever. That's how I started it. That's how I'm going to finish it. Um, you, we need to seek, um, God's wisdom every day because we're people we're married to a person. We're sinners. They're sinners. Um, they're going to get on our nerves. I mean, there are just days when I'm just like, holy cats, I just need space from, you know, basically everything. Um, or maybe they feel that way about us sometimes, or we just grate on each other's nerves or other times it's like, oh my goodness, this is why we got married. It's so much fun. Um, but making our marriage a priority, simple ways that you can do that is just setting a t aside time for each other to visit. Jason and I like to visit in the morning before the kids get up. Um, and we also like to visit in the evening. Jason's a visitor. So I, I realize that not every husband and maybe not every wife is a visitor. And so I'm very thankful that Jason is, if you do not have a visiting husband, I have no advice because I've not been there. Um, my only advice would be to seek advice from someone who's in your, in the same shoes and, and is working with you know, figured out how to have a good relationship with their non chatty or quiet husband. Cause some people are just quiet. Um, another thing that this might step on some toes, but I'm just going to put it out there is our world is so busy. We're busy running here and running here and running there and going there and being this activity and that activity. And, our, and then what happens is when we bring kids into it, then we can tend to 
run around for our kids and book their schedule so busy that one parent's going here for that kid and one parent's going here for that kid. And then our relationship with our spouse suffers and we really need to watch our schedules. Um, Jason and I watch our schedule pretty closely, but even we feel like we need to sit down and revamp it and look at it and figure out, okay, how can we tweak this? Um, and so I think, um, that busyness can be used and creep into our relationship with our husband. Um, and we don't even know it. So if you're feeling like your relationship isn't where it needs to be, maybe one of the first things you need to do is look at your schedule. And you know what, if your kids, if you realize, and you've got older kids and they're in every activity and you realize that after you look at the schedule, cause you know, I know how it goes. You're like, Oh yeah, you can do that on that day. Oh yeah. You, we can do that on that day. Oh sure. That day looks fine too. And before you know it, our entire schedule is booked up with activities here and there and even church activities, watch for those. Um, and so maybe just sit down and look at your schedule and be like, you know what, we are going to revamp our schedule and we are going to cut some things out and it's okay to tell your kids, no, they need to hear that word. No, we don't let our kids be in every sport out there. In fact, we limit it to one to two sports a year for that reason. I mean, if you have one kid and they're in two sports, it's not that big of a deal. If you've got four kids and they're all in every sport, you're never home, like never. And I know that there are personalities out there that like to be goers, but if your relationship with your spouse is suffering because of the constant go, 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 you really need to reconsider how you're booking your schedule. Um, I know that when our schedules get too busy, um, I start to get agitated. Jason starts to get, I get more agitated than he does. He's a very calm person, but he realizes like, okay, we need to, we need to get, have a date here. We always call it a date. So we have coffee in the morning or tea at night or whatever. Um, but you just need to really, that, that would be like one of the number one places to start looking is your schedule because your relationship with your spouse is more important than your kids being active. Okay. I'm just going to put it out. Your relationship with your spouse comes right under your relationship with God. So if your relationship with God is good, that's great. And then you look at your relationship with your husband. Okay. Is that suffering or is it good? Okay. And then the next level down from that is your relationship with your children and their lives. It should never be where your children come above your spouse unless, you know, don't attack me on this one, but like it should never come ahead of your spouse unless, you know, your kid is severely sick and you have to be at the hospital with your kid all the time. You know, like there's exceptions. So hear me on this one. Um, but you really need to check your schedule, um, to make sure that your relationship with your spouse is not suffering. Because if your relationship with your spouse is suffering, your relationship as, as a family, as a whole is suffering because when mom and dad are not together, are not jiving are not getting along it trickles down to the whole family unit um i know that when jason and i hit our bumps it, it just isn't good for anybody it just you, you there's just tension there's just unease there's not harmony and it trickles down to everywhere so make your husband and your your spouse super important make it a priority make it a prior if you 
I did read this in a book. Some a lady was really, she went into this Christian counselor, the author, I can't remember what the book was, but he's a Christian guy and he's a counselor. And she went into him and she's like, I'm just sick and tired of my husband. I just want out and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go home. And for 28 days, I want you every day to be nice to him. Just be nice. Just talk to him nicely, leave him notes, do something that he would like. Just be super nice for him to him. And if at the end of 28 days you want out, do it. And you know what? I know what happened. She went home and she took his advice thinking, you know, this is going to be, this is it. I'm going to do good for 28 days. And then I am out of here. Well, she did it for 28 days. And each day she fell in love with her husband more. So that is an idea as well that, you know, it's so easy as humans to find the fault, especially in our spouses when they're not doing what we want them to do, or we're not satisfied how we, how we want to be. Um, and sometimes it's just really tough to find the good and we really need to work on finding the good and over and being gracious about the shortcomings, um, and obviously I'm not talking shortcomings like abuse and whatnot, but um, like we just really need to make our spouse, our marriage, a super high priority. Um, so high that if you have to cut everything out to focus on your husband and your relationship with your husband, then do that. Um, that is, that is, you know, like if you have to just, all right, kids, we are cutting everything out. Um, or whatever, maybe, okay, me and me and dad are going to designate every Friday night. We're having a date night. Um, do what you need to do to make sure that you and your husband connect. And I know that there are seasons in life. There are seasons during the year where it's busier. Like right now I'm thinking of harvest season where farmers are out busy. And the joke is the, you know, the wives never see their husbands. And so, yes, there are going to be those seasons, but even in those seasons, what can you do? Maybe you can bring a meal out to your husband and sit with him and visit with him while he eats. Find ways to make your husband and your marriage a high, high priority because when it is, then the rest of the family unit functions much better. Um, and and obviously pray, even if your marriage is good, just keep praying to God for strength to continue because there is going to be bumps. It's not if, it's just when. And sometimes you can feel them coming and sometimes they just come and you didn't even know that they were there. Um, so yeah, so that is what priority we need to make um, right under our relationship with God is if we are married. And if you're not married and you're listening to this, Encourage your friends that are married. If they're having a tough time with their spouse and they're just, you know, they just feel like their marriage is boring or it's just in a slump or the quote unquote, we've grown apart. Encourage them by, you know, suggesting some of these things. Like what can you do to make it better? What can you do to make your husband a priority? Look at your schedule. Just encourage them if you are not married and you have friends who are. And, um, I also want to point out with this, especially if there's newlyweds, even if there's not newlyweds and this has been a problem in your marriage, um, you and your husband are a single unit. It's not your husband and you, it's you are one. And that's what God says. You become one. And so your parents 
on his side and your side should not interfere in your marriage. Your parents do not get all the attention um, rather than your husband. Okay. So that might be a toughy one too, but you really are your own unit and you really need to make your husband and you your own family and focus, especially if you're newly married, like focus. I told, I told them, I know I told Bailey, our oldest, I think I told both of the girls. I'm like, when you girls get married, especially that first year where you're just, you're in the new marriage, you're in this new relationship that you've never done before. You guys, you girls focus on you and your husband. And I told them that I'm like, I don't care if you guys, you do what you have to do to make your marriage number one priority, especially that first year. I just don't want my kids to ever feel like they have to make me the priority. No way. That's wrong. That is totally wrong. And if that is what you are doing to your kids, if you are listening to this and you are basically making your children feel like you have to be the priority over their merit, over your kids' marriage, please stop. And if you are, um, newly married or even just not newly married. And this has been a struggle. Just focus on your marriage and, um, because you're supposed to, and we just really need healthy marriages in in the world. We need healthy family units. Um, I, you know, I think the breakdown of society is when the families are, are being destroyed. Um, and it just seems like we are in a throwaway nation, a throwaway culture, um, world that, um, just throws away marriage too easily. And I've known people who have had tough, tough situations in their marriages and, um, and have stuck it out and, and they're thriving now. And I'm not saying that if you, you know, you come to bumps and, and you stick it out there, it's going to be this wonderful experience. I don't know that. Um, I think of Lisa Turker. She's a famous Christian author and speaker. Um, and, and they hit her and her husband hit a really hard, hard road and they actually ended up getting divorced and then they got remarried and hearts were changed and look into her story for encouragement. Um, so just really, make your marriage a, a priority. You, it will be so worth it. It might be hard to make adjustments, especially if you've been doing the complete opposite where your kids are the priority. Um, and you're so focused on that, that you have forgotten that your spouse needs you and, and you need your spouse. Um, you know, in the Bible, it says that men are to love their husbands and women are to respect men are to love their wives and women are to respect their husbands. Um, it's worded like that for a reason. And, um, and let's just do our part. Let's, let's not make the marriage harder because of us. Let's, let's do our part this week and, and continuing on to make our marriage a priority, to make our husbands a priority. And if, if you're, um, yeah, just make your spouse, a priority by making your marriage a priority and how can you do that? And, um, there's so many resources out there, but make sure that you find a good Christian friend, good Christian resource. If you need more biblical advice on this subject. Um, yeah. So, 
some more practical ways that Jason and I um, make sure that our marriage is a priority is like I said, we do coffee dates or tea dates and we make sure we visit and uh, I'll bring him coffee every morning because we wake up really early and he starts working in the office. And so then I go downstairs and get ready and then I make coffee and bring him a cup of coffee and, um, and we might take little drive dates or we might go out on a date or the other night, actually we did a at home date, which was super fun. We just, I made pizza and got some mozzarella sticks and some drinks. And we just sat at the dining room table, told our kids to leave us alone. And we had just a really nice date visiting and um, catching up. And it was so refreshing. Like I could just tell myself was um, the next day I was more at ease. I was more calm. Um, and so those moments are really important. They may seem small, like, oh, we'll get a date in some time. No, you need to make this a priority. You really do. Um, ask your husband, what what can I do that that helps you? And he will probably tell you, or he might have to think about it, or maybe he doesn't know. Um, maybe it'd be so shocking that he's being asked that he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> so that's some ways um, we, like when the kids are at track, we make sure that we sit together and I pack little lunches along and we eat together and visit together. And it seems like we spend a lot of time together, which we do, but it is, it is worth it. It is marriage is so important and it's important for your, your each other. And it's important for your kids and a happy marriage, a healthy marriage, um, working on it, marriage, kids, seeing you work on it, your kids seeing that you're making your marriage a priority. Um, you know, all of it's so important and mostly, it's important because God designed marriage and he wants your marriage to succeed and flourish. And so have a wonderful week pondering how to make your marriage a priority.